just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAF. Good Sunday morning. It's Bob Sikola and the Louisville Real Estate Show singing to you on this Sunday morning. Hopefully you're having a good one, and we've got a great show. Lots of questions standing by. With us is Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They do a great job. I can tell you personally they've done work for me and a lot of my clients. They're fabulous. They're also the number one home inspection, uh, home team inspection service in the country eight years in a row got that right got it yes sir also kevin disler pitt and frank attorneys he's representing them they do a great job getting you to the closing table and kevin does a lot of stuff on his own including are you doing wills i mean don't you do wills doing some wills estate planning a little bit overall business representation the old lawyer stuff all the lawyer stuff so to translate because He's using not thank you spectrum for being such a great supplier of internet service. <laughs> and I mean that in the psych very sarcastically, uh, you can reach Kevin at uh, 895-9900. All right, let's go right to the questions. We'll start with uh, Brad on this. Uh, Wynn is wondering in an email he sent me about home inspectors and one that he hired. He said the inspector spent only two hours in the house, and he's wondering, is that enough time to really review a home? So, Brad, he listens to our show. We've got a lot of people listening to us. We appreciate that. He's asking, so how long should a home inspection take normally? As long as it takes. Okay. And okay. the the way that the reason I'm going to say that is we have a standard of practice that must be followed. So mm -hmm. we have a scope of an inspection that we follow. Every house is different. You know, every inspection uh, company is different. I mean, I send a team to every inspection. So I base all of my inspections on a two hour inspection window. So if it's, if I need, you know, if it's a 13,000 square foot house, I'm gonna have eight inspectors that show up in order to finish oh. it in two hours. Uh, an inspector doing it solo, uh, do, can they complete an inspection in two hours? Yeah, if it's on a slab or if it's a simple basement, uh, you know, 1,600 square foot house, yeah, they can probably do it in two hours. Uh, we've seen inspectors that go in and just do a videotape walkthrough of the house, really, um, you know, taking the approach of we're just going to film it all, we're going to leave, and then we're going to write it up later. Um, they may only spend less than an hour in your house. So I think as long as the standards of practice are met, the scope of the inspection is known, the client knows what they're getting, then yeah, the amount of time that it takes is going to be a little bit different. I will say most times I'm I'm hearing the a solo inspector is going to take somewhere between three and four hours to do most of their inspections. Uh, um, it, once you get over about 3,000 square feet of space, so it's probably going to take them longer than that. And this, the the sellers need to understand that, too, because they're going to have to be out of their house for, you know, the period of time that the inspector is going to take. But sometimes we run into things that, you know, take a little bit longer, even in a team base. Um, you know, I may run into a situation that requires more uh, scrutiny and, you know, a little extra time beyond that normal two-hour mark. And I think that's a good point to make, and that is – you really get what you pay for sometimes, folks, and you don't want to skimp on a home inspection. You want to look at the reports that the inspector produces in advance before you hire them. And probably word of mouth is also really good. People who have experience, like if you call Wynn, who wrote that question and says, uh, two hours, home inspector, not so good. It doesn't sound like you would not want to go with the inspector that Wynn used. Uh, if 
incidentally, you want to hear this show or see it in person again, because these are questions that you want to have repeated or send to somebody who may be contemplating like a home inspection, go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. And then go ahead and uh, you'll see the video version. By the way, and in introducing the two of you, I never introduced myself. Sorry about that. Bob Sekoler. <laughs> I own the Sekoler team, REMAX Properties. If you're thinking of selling either now or in the future, this year, next year, beyond, you want to talk about the process, call me 376-5483. I'll come out. We'll talk. And... No obligation, no fee. It's just what I love to do. So, And they say when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's exactly what the three of us who are on this show feel about. All right, Kevin, we are moving forward over to you, Kevin Kevin Disler. Jim, right. sent, Jim sent this email to me. And by the way, thank you to Jim for listening to the show. So, Kev, this is a little, little complicated, but I think this is an incredibly good, poignant question. He says, we recently had a person purchase a house in their homeowner association area. Upon paying the annual fee to the treasurer, the person asked about how to pay the permit fee to have chickens. Apparently, the city nearest to Jim has that process. He says they became the the buyer who's paying the fees became indignant when he was told that the deed restrictions do not allow chickens. Uh, the person who was trying to get the chicken permit said that their real estate agent told them that the HOA isn't very strict on the chicken policy. And if they uh, knew that, they, he says they wouldn't have moved there. Apparently, they are strict on the chicken policy. The HOA has sent them an enforcement letter and suggested they take the bad information up with their agent. And so Jim's wondering what type of recourse, if any, would this buyer have with their agent? And I was Actually, he says, I was surprised to learn from county code enforcement officers that many issues that they deal with are because of bad agent advice or failure of the buyer to even read the covenants and deed restriction documents. So a lot to unpack there. So let's start. It sounds like that the this buyer received some bad information, at least according to Jim, from his agent. Recourse on that, Kev. Well, just to kind of start with, you know, I'm not sure what area of the state he was in, but in Jefferson County, there's an ordinance where you can actually have, I believe it's four chicken, one rooster. So whether you're in the Highlands or St. Matthews, you can have four chicken and one rooster. Uh, well, well cock-a-doodle-doodle of that. Okay. I didn't know I, that. I, I think the ordinance says one, one crowing, uh, as you can tell, I wasn't raised on a farm, one, yeah. one crowing him. So anyway, I, I'm assuming the rooster is a gentleman. Uh so even though that the local ordinance allows you to do that, homeowners associations can adopt policies that are more restrictive. Uh, a, a lot of the associations probably want to restrict livestock in people's backyards. Now, what Jim, I believe was his name, was upset about was the fact that sounds like he did not review um, the homeowners association documentation is that correct? Well, so Jim was with the homeowner association. It was a buyer that remains unnamed who did not. That's okay. correct. And this apparently it could have been a condo. The impression I got it might have been a condo association, but maybe it's a home a home. Right. So okay, I'm not sure the cover. chicken in the condo. Yes, but... <laughs> yeah, so it's I'm probably... sure it's been tried. Yeah, I think it is. You a, got a balcony. It, yeah, it's definitely a home. It can't be a condo. Balcony, I don't know why. I chicken that. coop. Yeah, I could see that in the well bathroom well that's what it comes up with a lot of times people will move into 
homeowners association um, govern neighborhoods and they will not take the time to either have either they themselves review or to have their attorney review of the documentation of the association. Now they mentioned about the realtor. Yeah. And you know, the question there comes, how definitive was this statement? Uh, was it made? Was it responded to in that? If you knew or reasonably should have known, you, you've got some E&O issues, but even at that, how have you been damaged? I guess mm. would be another good question. Your inability sure. to have fresh chickens eggs. and eggs. But yeah. all, all, well, and fraud, fraud would be is if the agent actually knew what the policy was. You point blank ask them, knowing that you would not have bought this house otherwise, yeah. and they flat out lied to you. Yeah. In which case, that would be actionable. You may be able to recoup the damages if you had to resell. But those type of cases are very, very difficult to prove. But uh, one of the things, the, the greatest point of this is people really need to read and review the association documents, whether it be a condo or the homeowners association. Because what this gentleman says, it con constantly comes up. You, you, you need caveat in Latin term for, you know, basically buyer beware. You have to review the documents or have a professional review them for you. And in this case, if the person would have actually done that, it would have avoided this situation. And uh, I'm assuming there was some miscommunication, although, you know, in the past, some realtors actually, in order to get a sale, will tell you what you want to hear. But I think in the most case, the profession, uh, for the most part, might just be some miscommunication. But but I would I would take it up with the like I think the advice was talk to your realtor first talk to the broker yep. uh, of the realtor and see if you could possibly work it out. I think your last point about talking to the realtor and if you don't get satisfaction talking to the broker who's in charge of the real estate company that the agent is working for. I think that's the go to before you think about legal action. I mean then they can explain what the legal action in the but it it does get time consuming. But if you're upset enough and it sounds like our guy, uh, Jim, Jim's buyer is, then at least you've got a path here. And Jim, thank you again for sending us the email. If you'd like to get a question on the air, by the way, send me an email, bob at com. Put radio question in, in the subject line. And then in the body of the of the email, just write the question. And if you want to see our website, by the way, because since I just gave out the the email address, it's com. And if you want to see what people are saying on us, since we're on a a shameless plug promotion point right now, you can head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. That's video of some of our past clients. Or you can go to LouisvilleZillow.com for Zillow reviews about us or LouisvilleGoogle.com for Google reviews about us. We're proud of them. And reviews count. I'm telling you, when I buy something on Amazon these days, I always check the reviews before I do anything. It's really important. All right, we move on. So, Brad, Pam. This is an unusual question. We haven't had this in the seven or so years we've been doing the show. Pam is planning on renting an apartment this year, and she's then planning on selling her condo. She said she she's writing us to ask, would it be advisable for a home inspector to inspect the apartment that she's going to rent before moving into it? And she's I guess she's thinking she inspects it, so there's a baseline of what the apartment is like before she moves in, so when she moves out of it, that they can't say, oh, you did this damage or that damage. What do you think about that? You know, it, it's an interesting question on the, you know, I do a lot of commercial inspections as well. And we oftentimes do inspections for tenants moving in uh, as well as tenants moving out. 
and a few times we have also done those for the landlords. The, the um, I mean, I can kind of see, you know, um, uh, a little bit of the reasoning why she would want to do that. But I think that as I'm thinking through this, I think the better way would be to do a walkthrough with the landlord themselves. I think a lot of times they just accept the the, the space as is uh, without any sort of yeah. you know walkthrough. And I think that's really the only thing that, uh, that an inspector is going to do. I mean, when I do commercial inspections like that for a tenant, which is just a documentation of what the condition of the, uh, the, the, the facility is at the time that they move in. So I don't know that I would, would, do that. I would think I'd rather work with the representative, uh, the landlord's representative, and do the uh, the inspection, you know, walk through inspection before they ever take possession of that uh, of that apartment. Uh, just document everything, and then just make sure that they have a place where they keep that documentation. Because that we see that a lot of times that people don't, you know, they moved in seven years earlier to a space yeah. and they don't have any of the original documentation. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just know where you you, you put that inspection documentation when. Uh, when you do move in yeah that's a good point take pictures if you're not mm -hmm. going to use an inspector who'll have it you guys keep your inspection reports for how many years well an inspection report itself is is only around for a year uh the documentation is out there but it's broken up into uh into pieces so yeah. it's uh it's a challenge to put them all together uh but you I mean it, it, it can be done with uh with great difficulty but you you, you know those high resolution photos do you know basically stay around forever um, you know, they're out there. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, 10 pests that might be living in your garage, your basement, or your home. Yep. And mm -hmm. Brad's going to help us with this. All right. Again, Brad Lawler with us, owner, Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. I'm not sure I even gave your number out at the top of the show, so I'll give it out one more time. 844-411-TEAM. Kevin Disler, who's representing Pitt and Frank Attorneys. And he does his own stuff, a lot of it. You can reach Kevin at 895-9900. And you can reach me, Bob Sokola, anytime. If you're thinking of selling your home, we can talk on the phone, in person, or by Zoom. It's free, no obligation, give you an idea of what the lay of the land is. And if you're looking to buy a home, we've got 11 hungry agents who are ready to help you get out there and find your next dream home. You can reach me at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Pip and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. 
Get the team. Get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokola, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you till the top of the hour. With us, Kevin Disler, who is with representing Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, who owns Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. And myself, Bob Sikolder, who does a lot of real estate here in town. And I'm thrilled to be able to help you if you're thinking about selling your home this year, next year, or beyond. Free, no obligation. Just get together. We can talk about it and come up with a plan for putting your house on the market. And then we get it going and we go to town on that. And then also, if you're looking to buy a house, we can help you as well. My thanks to Barbara Corcoran for her endorsement. I'm actually going up to see her this week, uh, shooting a new commercial with Greg. So that'll be a lot of fun. And you'll hear more about that commercial because it's not a standard. We're in a car, from what I understand. I'm driving Barbara. But there's some a backstory to it. I'll tell you about that. All right. When I get back. Can pests that might be living in garage, basement, or home. So, Brad, help me out with this. Yep. So when it comes to pest control, and Brad knows this because he has a new pest control company. What's it called? Team Bug Out. And what is there a phone number? There is a phone number, 502-357-7700. That's right. Now, mice. When it comes yep. to winter, mice living, vegetation around a home begin to search for a place to bed down for the winter. Okay, it's, it, we're towards the end of winter, but they're still out there, right? They're, yeah, they're still out there. We're actually getting, uh, still getting calls about uh, mice. We've had some dealings with people who have food trucks that sat around this winter, and oh. they're drawing in rats. So, mm. yeah, they're, uh, they're out there, too. But the other thing <laughs> about uh, the mice is they also bring in snakes. So snakes are coming out now with... Uh, with a little bit of this this warm weather. So That's look great. for those in a That's garage near you. So good. Fun stuff. Then we've got termites. This one on the list should make you, everyone more fearful than uh, than anything else because they feast on cellulose yeah. in uh, the wood of a home's framing. Uh, it can take a colony three to five years to do some serious damage. Is that what I hear? Yeah, the to, termites do six billion dollars worth of property damage every year just in the U.S. Oh, yeah, and they they you know in our type of uh, climate they never really go dormant. They you know they're subterranean primarily, and they go underground, but they keep eating and they feed on the cellulose in the uh, the soft part of the wood. Walt Disney created Jiminy Cricket, which was a great cartoon character, but in real life, those chirping crickets might be maybe a bit of a nuisance, and they're mating calls, so what the cricket's reverberating, right? 2 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, it doesn't work very well. Have, yeah. is, are there special ways to get rid of uh, crickets? Mm, no? Not really. It's a it's a bit of a sanitation issue uh, yeah. for them. They, they can reproduce pretty quickly, and they are food for other 
predators. Sure. <laughs> you, you mentioned don't want. Yeah, right, you mentioned snakes because they're right. coming out, and that's one of the yeah. problems. Spiders, and that, mm -hmm. like most pests that slither, crawl, or creep into your garage or house. Uh, they're looking for food and shelter. So, yes. and I see a lot of spider webs yeah. when I go to my basement. So, what's yeah. the story on that? So, well, you want to clean up those spider webs because those spider webs are oftentimes holding the egg sacs, which is oh. where all the little spiders are coming. So, wipe them, wipe them down. Use a uh, use one of those. Well, they call them they call them web brushes, but basically it's just a you know a nylon type bristle brush. But just knock those down, clean them out. Uh, you don't want those around. The other thing, a lot of spiders will come in on things like firewood. You know, during the winter time, spiders are looking for you know any place to to shelter. Uh, they come in on firewood. They get into your warm house and then they go and disappear into uh, into other areas. So yeah, look for any of those spider webs and get them cleaned out. And if you see anything like a brown recluse, which is a completely different type of spider um they're about the size of a quarter and brown with uh with kind of long legs um those are those you you want to call a professional right away because they are difficult to get rid of and they uh, bites are very problematic right uh, quickly vacuuming the the spider yep. webs yep that's okay perfect. then just that's get rid perfect. of the canister okay yep yeah pill pill bugs so they you've ever moved a wet wood or cardboard yeah. you may see them uh, they do they cause a, a problem roly polies i mean they're the kids yeah. favorite bugs right now they're, here's the here's a fact for you those aren't insects you oh really that? they're what actually they? they're crustaceans they're like they're related to a shrimp or a for a crayfish oh. yeah for real but uh yeah pill bugs you got it silverfish long slender bugs which get their name from their silver and color they can slip into any crack easily hitchhike they, uh, ride a, on anything, right? Yeah. They eat pay. They eat paper. They eat cardboard boxes. They eat old books. They love yeah. to eat paper. Ants. I mean, there are a lot of ants. They infiltrate garages, homes, and but the carpenter ants are the worst. Why is that? Well, carpenter ants are actually destructive. They're a wood destroying yeah. insect, like a like a termite is. Okay, so. and when we talk about this next thing, Ringo, Paul, John, what, who am I missing? The Beatles. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Ringo, yeah, George. Yeah. That was it. George, George. The Beatles, mm, their yeah. pests are on the ground. So how can they, they do damage as well, right? Uh, I don't know. They're, I think they're more of a nuisance. I mean, okay. you know, there, there's a lot of things that fall into the, the ground beetles category. Okay, well, the final yeah. thing. This is the one that really sin, sends a, a shiver up my spine. <laughs> cockroaches. Yeah, cockroaches yeah. are, are that's, yeah. that's, uh, those are hygiene issues. And, and I'm sorry for anybody dealing with them because they are difficult uh, to control. But yeah, you want to start with sanitation. Don't ever leave food out on a counter, crumbs, you know, on the floor. That's what they uh, they thrive on. Um, the other one that's not, that wasn't on this list, it was yeah. interesting, was flies. You know, oh. we're, we're in fly season. We had a really warm winter, you know, yeah. so flies are already out and people are already complaining about gnats and fruit flies and house flies so it's it could be a uh it could be a rough spring for uh for insects no, in let's hope not yeah. so if if you want to see a rebrook for my own personal yes yes Kev. well i was just saying carpenter bees my yeah. god i mean i've got a nice cedar deck and they are just going uh -huh. to town how do you get rid of those brad so you can put out traps. I mean, a lot of a lot. Of, there are simple traps that you can put out. Uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, if you call Team Bug out, we're going to come out and use uh, other types of of uh, chemicals products to uh, to take care of them, whether synthet synthetic or organic type products. But yeah, you can put out traps. Uh, they're somewhat effective. Give that number again one more time so Kevin three, can write it down. Yeah, Kevin, it's three five seven seventy seven hundred, or you can go to teambugout.com. Okay. And 
get more information. Teambugout.com. Yeah, so thank for, you. for a copy of what we've just talked about and this whole show, go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That'll give you the YouTube video of what we're doing right now and give you a chance to share it with the friends and family. All right. So, Kevin, Max listens to our show all the time, and he has uh, two problems with his wife. He says, we've been separated a year. She's been gone almost that length of time. How is it she could come back to this house whenever she feels like it? So that's the first part of his question. Separated, she can come back into the house whenever she wants. This is turning into a personal relationship show. It really um, is, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, what, what What Jim did not mention is, is, are they both on the title to the house? I mean, that often comes up when you have these domestic issues. They both technically have ownership of the house, yeah. but to keep peace, you need one of them to to vacate yeah uh it sounds like they have not gone to the next course which is having attorneys try to work something out but uh they're both indeed they both have right to access the property all right so max asks also he says um it, we pretty much decided to sell the place at some point and divide the money but i if i choose to refinance the place and buy her half out she thinks that she's entitled to the money her dad put down on this place because he sold his house that was going to be left to her by him when he passed. So thoughts about that? Yeah, the, often when you when you when you're getting through a period where you're going to separate or divorce, I don't think that did he actually mention he was married or not, but but you have a situation where one person has to get off the deed, and you don't want to do that unless you get your half usually. And the difficulty is you have two people that qualify for the loan. Now you have one person qualifying. Often mm -hmm. you have to end up just selling the property. Um, not to get into divorce law because that's not my area of expertise, but usually there are what are called joint property or in properties that don't qualify. Say if your father passed away and uh, you inherited $100,000 from your father, Bob, and you put yeah. it into a property. Yeah. As long as you have a nice trail that that was inherited property from your side, that's non-marital. So in, in this situation, if her dad loaned the money, question is, do you have a note? It, was it a gift? Those issues come up all the time. And again, usually at some point, both parties need to seek counsel to see how they can basically separate themselves from the property. Got it. Final question, I think, here for uh, Brad. Christina, also, we got a lot of people listening to the show. She says she listens all the time. She's wondering, Brad, it's a really good question. Have you ever walked in uh, into a home inspection of a new construction home and been appalled at the lack of professionalism in the construction by the builder? Just last week. Really? Yeah, it's, oh, it, it, boy, that's that's a long question uh, or a long answer to a short question uh, that we could we could spend an entire show just talking about challenges with new construction. Uh, but yes, it's it not all builders are created equal. And going back to what you said earlier in the in the show, as far as getting references and referrals, yeah. check them very closely before you engage a builder. We yeah, we've we're trying to help uh, a client out with uh, with new construction issues. I mean, there's walls that are actually bowing out already brand new house um door frames that actually wow. actually curve on one side of the of the door frame things that that would you know are not cosmetic these are these are structural nature it's not just uh you know the way that they were you know sloppily finished it was a house that was just not even built square 
just wow. you know, horrifying. And the and the builders been, I mean, not with us as home inspectors, but with the with the buyers uh, has been very very uh, belligerent and very rude, uh, uh, being challenged on its professionalism. So and the, so one more little caveat to this, folks: if you're building a new construction house and the builder says to you, "Hey, don't worry about getting a home inspection. We got the county out here all the time looking at this." That's when you need to always have a home inspection, yeah. but that should be a red flag that they don't want you doing a um, a check because for whatever the price is to have the home inspection, it's peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And if it's not caught before you close, when you go to sell it, another inspector is going to catch a problem and then you're ending up on the hook for that. Correct, Brad? Yeah, that's right. You know, whether it's missing insulation in an attic or a broken, you know, main drain line in the uh, in the front yard, like we like we saw here recently, uh, new construction is not always means perfect construction. Yeah. All right. That was a great question, Christina. We appreciate that. We are out of time. My thanks to Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Also, Kevin Disler representing Pitt & Frank Attorneys. You can reach Kevin and the staff over at Pitt & Frank at 895-9900. And if you're thinking of selling your home this year, the market right now, don't wait until next month or the month after. Right now, there are hundreds if not thousands, really there are hundreds of thousands of buyers out there who are scouring the marketplace throughout Louisville, Southern Indiana, who want to buy a home, and this may be the best time ever. Even though interest rates are up, you can refi and get a better rate when it comes down. But I would would really love to talk to you. Just call me, and uh, we can do it on Zoom or in person or phone. Uh, Again, Bob Sikulder, 376-5483. Well, we are out of time. My thanks to all of our folks, all of us, of you outside there listening to us. We'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.